If a Christian doesn't pray about heaven, that's a remarkable lack. Who ever heard of exiles not thinking about home? Now, I said, that's exactly what the rosary is. We are in a new moment of time and a new moment of space. So we keep saying to our Lord and to the Blessed Mother, I love you, I love you. That's the Holy Rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. And I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. And we are, we're moving our way through Epiphany Tide now as we start to uh, climb our, our way uh, into the, in, onto the plateau of Lent, which will be at the end of the month. I've got the Christmas tree decorations down yesterday. Normally I like to keep them up as long as I can, but uh, year over year I never seem to be able to keep them up all the way into Candlemas. But uh, I've got to get the lights down yet. It's always sort of a melancholy thing. You know, you start to see the Christmas getting, uh, getting replaced. But it shouldn't be. Uh, Christmas is a time for joy. It's a time for celebration and rejoicing and thanksgiving, especially as Christians. But we keep before us that all of the gifts that Christmas occasions are gifts that we receive throughout the year. And you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine not long ago. He talked about you know, Thanksgiving and, and why he doesn't go from house to house on Thanksgiving. It explains to his family, well, you know, strictly speaking, as Catholics, we celebrate Thanksgiving every Sunday. And it's true. There's a Thanksgiving and a gift that is received through the faith when we interact with our Lord on the Sabbath in a way that it was never true of the, he of the Hebrews, but it is true of us, because we have God face to face. When the Hebrews came to the mountain and Moses was there, they told him that they did not wish to look God in the face, lest they should die. But we can look God in the face every single Sunday, and that's a, that's a great gift to reflect on. Especially as the Christmas lights start to come down, you know, all these man-made reminders of the season start to go away uh, we remember that the that the season that the the core of the season is something that's with us all the time now today we have a prayer request uh, from a father who wants us to pray for his daughter Asa I hope that I'm pronouncing that right I'm sure that he'll reach out to me and let me know if I've pronounced it incorrectly but she has she is struggling with her faith uh, and she's moving away from her faith uh, and from the uh, uh, from the, the foundation that that her family has laid for her. Uh, and he's he's praying for her for the strengthening of that faith within her, for the strengthening of that memory, which draws us all back to our source uh, on a larger level, drawing us back to God, and also draws us back to our families, our, our more immediate source. And that's the relationship you have with your parents inevitably reflects the relationship that you have with your God in many cases, because it is in both cases a connection with 
your person, the, the, the font of your existence, the source of, of who you are, the river of your life flows from this spring of your family and of, of your God. So we're going to pray for Asa. And if you have any prayer requests, um, I do have, I've been, I posted on Telegram and, and on a bunch of other places, I've been overwhelmed by how many people have written in prayer requests. It's beautiful. I'm already booked through. I've got, I've got dates assigned in February. It's marvelous. So I've got two uh, prayers here. I have uh, the, the, the 10th um, and, the, uh, and the 15th. I think is what I've got in front of me here. Or the 10th and the 17th are my two requiems that are open. I've got the 15th is also open for an ordinary prayer. Um, but of course, if you have an urgent prayer, I will move a non-urgent prayer out and move the urgent prayer in. We have something like that coming up this Friday. Uh, if there's ever a prayer that has time sensitivity to it by this date, this prayer needs to be said. I will move prayers that are not as date sensitive out of the way and move your prayer in. So don't be discouraged just because I've got all these prayers already assigned throughout the month of January. Write in daily decade requests at proton.me. That's decade, D-E-C-A-D-E. Requests in the plural at proton.m for Michael, E for Elizabeth. And you can also reach me at protonmail.com. Both of the email addresses work. They will both go to the same place. You can also reach out on Telegram at the Daily Decade, Gab at the Daily Decade, and I'm on the Fediverse, the POA.ST post instance, and you can find me there as well at the Daily Decade. You can also find the website, praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com, and I didn't just choose that because it was catchy and worked. I want you to do it. Pray your rosary every day. Uh, now, the website is pray the rosary, T H E, rosary, everyday.wordpress.com. You can also comment on any of the posts that I make on exodusamericanus.com, where I'm syndicated, or on americaner.org, where I am syndicated. And the syndication list keeps growing, uh, which is just absolutely marvelous. So I, I hope that uh, as I reach uh, all of you, whatever network you're listening in, uh, you'll write in, uh, send in prayers. The reason for new listeners that I do this, and for old listeners too who may not know, uh, the reason <clears throat> I started this whole thing was as a uh, measure of penance. I am asking for the opportunity to pray for strangers, people I do not know, and offer my rosary for people that I have never met as an act of penance. And so when you send in prayers, you're helping me as much as you're, as much as me and the rest of the audience is helping you by praying for you. So I, I do ask for though there's a selfish reason why I ask for those prayers I, is, is, is what I mean to say, just so that you know that I'm being honest with you. Now, all of that having been said, let's go ahead and turn to God, get our rosaries out. If you don't have one, procure one. They're not hard to come by. And, uh, and pray for uh, Asa. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who by the Holy Ghost was conceived, was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For an increase in faith, hope, and charity. <clears throat> Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first glorious mystery <clears throat> is the resurrection from the tomb. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. O God, who didst deign to send thine only begotten Son, who by his life, death, and resurrection didst purchase for us the rewards of eternal life, look with favor on us, that meditating on the sacred mysteries of the Most Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Saint Monica, whose son Augustine had gone astray for so long, before, by thy prayers, being returned to the bosom of Holy Church and becoming a great saint, a great father of the Church, and a doctor to teach us all in the ways of the faith, we humbly beg thy intercession. As thy prayers prove so powerful in life, may they now intercede on behalf of Asa, this handmaiden of God, that she may be turned completely to face, face to face with her God and Savior, that she may be warmed in the bosom of Holy Mother Church and in the arms of her family, and that she may be strengthened to share in the triumph of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray and who livest and reignest with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us who are drawn away from those things which ought to be most familiar to us, our God, our faith, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> A little bit stuffed up this morning as the temperature continues to fluctuate. I wish winter would just... That's one thing I, I absolutely love 
the South, the people, the country. It's wonderful. But sometimes I do wish that the weather would be a little bit different. <laughs> it doesn't seem to want to make up its mind in the wintertime. And as a result, my sinuses go crazy. So if you got a little bit of uh, unwelcome ASMR, uh, as as we were saying the prayers at the beginning there, and actually throughout the rest of the thing, I, I apologize for that. I hope you forgive me um, as I kind of adjust the sinuses here. Now, uh, as we're coming off the Christmas season, I, I don't have as good of a plan here for the glorious mysteries as I do for the joyful. If for some reason, the joyful, that, that hit me while I was at adoration. I don't have one for the glorious. And so I've been reflecting on these within the season. And for some reason, I have uh, that one song uh, stuck in my head as we're coming off of Christmas. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And there's a line in it that stands out to me as, uh, as one that I think doesn't quite get a lot of reflection. Now, obviously, this isn't a song that was written by... This, it's, it's not properly speaking a hymn, um, and it wasn't written by a hymnist or a... Uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, it, it wasn't written by a hymnographer of the church, you know? It wasn't. It doesn't have any. It doesn't have the antiquity uh, to it that, say, Veni uh, Veni Emmanuel has, which is which is a beautiful and a proper hymn. But nevertheless, there are certain truths of the faith that are contained in it, uh, as is true of anything that sings about our Lord. Any of these traditional songs that I don't know so much about the modern hymns, uh, but uh, there are truths in it. And one of the lines that jumps out is, "Join the triumph." of the skies and I, I thought it was rather odd that that should be a line in a Christmas song since the triumph is something that doesn't come until much later and it comes at the the resurrection is a triumph where we really as western Christians understand it as a triumph and we understand it as a triumph in the original sense what is a triumph? Well, most people think of it as a victory. It's a, you know, you triumphed over your enemy in battle. But that's not the origin of the word. Now, originally, a triumph was something that was rewarded to a victorious leader. And not every victorious leader received one. Some of them uh, turned them down. Some of them weren't given one because of the political situation. Uh, but it is a uniquely Roman phenomenon. A conquering hero would return to Rome, lay down his arms at the Rubicon River, and enter the city as a sort of embodiment of the Roman people. You know, in the same way that when the Pope speaks infallibly, he's no longer the Pope, he's the Church. Uh, and, the, and then as soon as he puts, down, puts off that mantle, he becomes the Pope again, just the Pope. In the same way, you have an embodiment that takes place in a triumph, where the, the conqueror is now, the, the imperator, the commander, is now no longer merely himself, but he is Rome, and takes on himself the, and all the people join with him in a single body to celebrate this great victory. 
and the the famous of course the famous portrayal of the triumph is you would have the captives taken in battle paraded before the chariot you would have various slaves um, and dancing girls and other things it is sort of parade and the uh, actual hero would ride in a in a chariot bedecked in gold and behind him would be a slave holding uh, the victor's crown encrusted with gold and whispering in his ear memento mori uh, the message being that you are mortal this is not for you this is for Rome which is immortal uh, now of course the common you know you, you see people write about that and say you know well you know when you're like a celebrity or an athlete you can, sometimes you can feel like a god and you need to be reminded that you're not a god and I, to a degree I think that's probably true but the liturgical significance of it is much more powerful that the conqueror needs to be reminded that he does not stand there as himself but he stands there as part of something much greater and much longer lived than he could ever hope to be and so we are and all the people in Rome were called to celebrate and join with this triumph they usually didn't need the invitation but nevertheless it was a sort of total experience every class of Roman every kind of Roman uh, was present at the triumph. The usual rules of a public association uh, were not suspended, but they were adapted to the triumph. The triumph of the skies. Christ is God. Not for a moment, not for an occasion, not under certain circumstances, but yesterday, today, and forever, as St. Paul says. Christ's triumph is the resurrection. His victory is on the cross. And we are called to remember that, that when Christ is victorious, he's victorious when he's on the cross. This is why the Anglo-Saxons, when they wrote about Christ, the warrior mounting the cross, as if he's going into battle. And his death on the cross is explicitly an act of victory. Uh, St. John Chrysostom in his uh, Paschal homily says that death received, uh, death, uh, um, received him and was embittered. Hell was embittered. It received a man and took on and, and met God. Christ conquers death in his death on the cross. We are invited in the resurrection to share in that victory. He is the... He, he enters into his full godhood. And we are invited to share in that. That's why Christ goes on a sort of tour after his resurrection. You know, he, he goes, he visits his mother, first of all, he returns back to greet St. Mary Magdalene. What an emotive scene that is in the garden, you know, in, the, in, the, in the tomb, in the garden by the tomb. Which he, I, 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 do you know where they have taken my Lord, for I cannot find him? And he calls her by name, and she recognizes him. And it, it, what an, what, it's a, it had to be a tremendous scene. You know, because the first thing he says to her afterwards is, do not touch me. 
until I have ascended to my father. And the illocutionary force of the Greek there is stop pawing at me. So Mary must have been, Mary Magdalene must have been quite overtaken, as I would imagine any of us would be, in facing our, our Lord. But he, he doesn't stop there. He goes to the apostles. He goes and meets the two apostles on the road to, um, uh, on the road to, um, oh goodness, why is it escaping me now? I, I want to say the road to Ephesus, but that's far too, that's, that's too far away. Um, Emmaus, there we are, the road to Emmaus. He meets them on the road to Emmaus, and he appears to, uh, the gospel says he appears to many, many other people. Now, just as it says that he worked more miracles than any book could possibly hold. And so he goes on this sort of tour to tell everyone of what's happened, to call them to the wedding feast. And that, that parable is there. The king has a wedding feast. It's all prepared, and he goes out and invites people. And the people that he invited originally the Hebrews, the Jews, the, the remnant of the Hebrews, the Jews, refuse to come. They all have excuses, worldly excuses, not to join in the kingdom. And so he goes out to the highways and the byways and calls everyone in to share in the triumph. His kingdom, his empire, is a global empire. It is more than a global empire. It is a universal empire. He is the king of all things that are, that have been, and that ever will be. And his resurrection is the invitation to us to share in that triumph. And just as the observers of a Roman triumph become one with the conquering hero who is Rome, so too we are called to the triumph of Christ and the angels of heaven as one, his body, to share in this great celebration of his victory over our ultimate enemy. You know, the triumph ended every enemy was an ultimate enemy to the Romans. And it was a great honor to have conquered a Roman, an enemy of an enemy that was strong enough to stand against the Romans, there was there was honor and dignity in it. Titus refused a I forget whether it was Titus or Vespasian refused a triumph when he returned from crushing the Jewish revolt because he said there was no honor in conquering a people forsaken by their own god. Rome met enemies that could destroy it and celebrated its victory over them in triumph. Now, in the case of our Lord, it's not he who has met an enemy that could destroy him. Obviously, he's God. He can't be destroyed. But it, they could destroy us. The demons and death are our great enemies, our mortal enemies. And Christ has conquered them. And in his resurrection, we share in the triumph of that conquest. Our enemy has been defeated. His fields have been salted. His women led into captivity. In, in the way that an ancient, in an ancient kingdom would be, where the, the men were slaughtered, 
the men, women and children sold to slavery, all the goods, all the booty of war carried home and enjoyed by the conquerors. And so too with death and the devil. He has been led captive. And Christ, you know, we see the portrayal of St. Michael standing on the devil. Really more, more accurately would be a portrayal of Christ. St. Michael, his first lieutenant, and the devil led in chains before the triumph of the, of the resurrection. We can celebrate that those things, that those entities which formerly threatened us with utter death and utter destruction, we have a means whereby to defeat them now. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't still fall in battle. We can still fall in battle if we do not employ the weapons we have been given by our God. And we, our enemy can rise if we do not recognize his defeat and the one who has defeated him. And so there's a, a slight, there's, a, there's an ongoing element of this victory and triumph and battle that goes on throughout our lives such that we ultimately share in the resurrection in the fullness of the resurrection in our own when we die and we stand before the throne that's when we really join the triumph of the skies but for now we know that the triumph is there and we are called to participate in it just as we are called every day to participate in the battle that makes the triumph possible and draws the body of Christ together as one to celebrate this great victory. And so my prayer is that all of us, day by day, win the battles that we fight, that all of us, each one, everyone, may join the triumph of the skies. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness. And I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her, who is the moon, and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.